Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Wednesday, February 23rd. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land, not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11, and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Bret Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Vayakel, and it means, And he assembled. Exodus 37, 13-24 He cast four gold rings for it and attached the rings to the four corners at its four legs. The rings were next to the rim as holders for the poles to carry the table. He made the poles of acacia wood for carrying the table and overlaid them with gold. The utensils that were to be upon the table, its bowls, ladles, jugs, and jars with which to offer the libations, he made of pure gold. He made the menorah of pure gold. He made its base and its shaft of hammered work, its cups, calyxes and petals were of one piece with it. Six branches issued from its sides, three branches from one side of the menorah, and three branches from the other side of the menorah. There were three cups, shaped like almond blossoms, each with calyx and petals on one branch, and there were three cups, shaped like almond blossoms, each with calyx and petals on the next branch. So for all six branches issuing from the menorah. On the menorah itself there were four cups, shaped like almond blossoms, each with calyx and petals. A calyx of one piece with it under a pair of branches, and a calyx of one piece with it under the second pair of branches. 
and a calyx of one piece with it under the last pair of branches, so for all six branches issuing from it. Their calyxes and their stems were of one piece with it, the whole of it a single hammered piece of pure gold. He made its seven lamps, its tongs, and its firepans of pure gold. He made it and all its furnishings out of a kaikar of pure gold. Mark 6, 30-56 And the apostles gathered themselves together unto Yeshua, and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said to them, Come yourselves apart into a desert place, and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. And they departed into a desert place by ship privately. And the people saw them departing, and many knew him, and ran afoot thither out of all cities, and outwent them, and came together to him. And Yeshua, when he came out, saw much people, and was moved with compassion toward them, because they were as sheep, not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And when the day was now far spent, his disciples came to him and said, This is a desert place, and now the time is far past. Send them away, that they may go into the country round about, and into the villages, and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. He answered and said to them, Give them to eat. And they said unto him, Shall we go and buy two hundred pennies worth of bread, and give them to eat? And he said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they knew, they said, Five, and two fishes. And he commanded them to make all sit down by companies upon the green grass. And they sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and two fishes, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fishes he divided among them all. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up twelve baskets full of the fragments of the fishes. And they that did eat of the loaves were about five thousand men. And straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida, while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when evening was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary to them. And about the fourth watch of the night he came to them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit, and cried out. For they saw all saw him and were troubled, and immediately He talked with them and said to them, Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. And he went up to them into the ship, and the wind ceased. And they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure, and wondered. For they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. And when they had passed over, they came into the land of Gennesaret, and drew to the shore. And when they were come out of the ship straightway, they knew him and ran through that whole region round about, and began to carry about in beds those that were sick, where they heard he was. 
And wherever he went, into villages or cities or country, they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch it, if it were but the border of his garment. And as many as touched him were made whole. Psalm 40, 1-10 I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. And he has put a song in my mouth, even praise to our God. Many shall see it and fear, and shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man that makes the Lord his trust, and respects not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord my God, are your wonderful works which you have done, and your thoughts which are toward us, that cannot be reckoned up in order unto you. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, my ears have you opened. Burnt offering and sin offering have you not required. Then said I, Lo, I come, in the volume of the book it is written, of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. Yes, your Torah is within my heart. I have preached righteousness in the great congregation. Lo, I have not refrained my lips, O Lord. You know. I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great congregation. Proverbs 10, 11 and 12 The mouth of a righteous man is a well of life, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. I'd like to speak to you today from our reading from Mark chapter 6, and then we're going to jump into Psalm 40. And in Mark chapter 6, we see the story of the feeding of the 5,000. And I want to unpack that a bit and take a look at it at a deeper level, at the remez and sowed level. And so let's jump in into verse 34, Mark 6, verse 34. And Yeshua, when he came out, saw many people, and he was moved with compassion toward them, because they were as sheep, not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. So we see this phrase often. He was moved with compassion. Often we see this. He was moved with compassion. Yeshua is very, very compassionate, and he sees his people as sheep that have been scattered and who don't have a loving shepherd. And he is the good shepherd, the shepherd who is willing to lay down his life for his sheep. So he teaches them for a while, and then the sun begins to go down, and it's late, and the people are hungry, and the disciples say, what are we going to do? We don't have enough money to buy food to feed all these people. And he said, well, what do you have? How many loaves do you have? What? Go look and see. And they came back and they said, we have five loaves and two fish. What is the significance of five loaves 
Why not nine loaves or seven loaves? Why five loaves and two fish? Why two fish? Why not nine fish or fourteen fish or one fish? Why two? What's the significance? The five loaves are really pointing us to the first five books of the Bible. It's also called the Pentateuch, or um, some would define the Torah as the first five books of the Bible. That's one definition of the Torah. Um, I look at the Torah as a wider definition that it is the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation. But the first five books, the Pentateuch, these five loaves are pointing us to the first five books, the books of Moses. And so, and it's loaves, bread, food, and the first five books is bread. Yeshua says elsewhere, he says, I am the bread from heaven. I am the living bread. He who feeds on me is feasting upon the word of God. Okay, then we have two fish. What is the significance of two, two fish? We have northern kingdom and southern kingdom. Recall that there was a kingdom split in 1 Kings chapter 12 between Rehoboam and Jeroboam. And Rehoboam was the son of Solomon. He was the king of the southern kingdom, which included the two tribes of the south, Judah and Benjamin. And then the ten tribes of the north split away, and they were led by Jeroboam. And so they became the ten tribes of the north, and it was a divided kingdom. So these two fish are pointing us to the northern and the southern kingdom. Now let's look at verses 42 and 43. They did all eat and were filled, and they took up twelve baskets full of the fragments and of the fishes. So what's the significance of the twelve baskets of fragments of leftovers? Twelve. Why twelve? Why not? Four or fourteen. Why twelve? The twelve baskets is pointing us to the twelve tribes. Jacob had twelve sons, and those twelve sons became the heads of the twelve tribes of Israel, also known as the whole house of Israel. The whole house of Israel includes all twelve tribes. It includes Judah, also today known as the Jews, but it includes the other eleven tribes as well. And so what Yeshua is kind of teaching them through his actions is that I want you to share the gospel, share the good news, share me, the bread of heaven, the manna from heaven, with all 12 tribes and teach them the Torah, all of the Torah. Share the bread, share me with all 12 tribes, with both northern and southern kingdom. That's what he's saying to them through his actions. So it's sort of a hidden message. It's remez. It's it's a hint. Later on, uh, they leave and they go out on a ship. And then they see Yeshua walking upon the water. And they thought it was a ghost or a spirit. And they cried out. Verse 50, they all saw him and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and said, be of good cheer, it is I, don't be afraid. And he went up to them into the ship, and the wind ceased. And they were amazed in themselves beyond measure, and they wondered. 
Verse 52, for they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. Let's just think about that for a moment. They've just experienced an amazing miracle that five loaves of bread fed 5,000. And normally, five loaves of bread might feed 15 or 20 people. But to feed 5,000 is truly a miracle. So that's amazing that that happened. And yet, we see in verse 52, they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. I just wonder, how many times have we seen God move in a miraculous way in our own lives, but we don't even see the miracle he did? Because our own heart is hardened. And so, I guess my prayer for all of us is, Father, may we not have a hardened heart, but let us have a soft heart, a tender heart, and let us see the little miracles, the big miracles, and the little miracles that you do every day. And may we be thankful and grateful and amazed at the little miracles and the big miracles that you do. May we not have a hardened heart that we don't even see it, or we take it for granted. May we have a soft, tender, yielded heart to see the miracles that you do every day. The last place I want us to look is in Psalm 40. And I want to take a look at verse 6 and 7. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. My ears have you opened. Burnt offering and sin offering have you not required. Then said I, Lo, I come. In the volume of the book, it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. Yes, your Torah is within my heart. Now, there's layers to those verses that I just read. And one of the layers we can look at is that this can apply to Yeshua. This is Yeshua speaking. This is Yeshua saying, Lo, I come, I, Yeshua, come, and in the volume of the book, it is written of me. Everything in the Torah, it is speaking about me. It's pointing to me. Remember the story of when after Yeshua has died on the cross, and then he returns for a short little while before he ascends up into heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father. He meets with Philip along the road, and um, they were two people were talking, and he walks with them, and then they said, well, haven't you heard? Yeshua was crucified. And then he began to open up the scriptures and reveal to them this was all about me. This this scripture here, it was pointing to Yeshua. This scripture here, it's pointing to Yeshua. He, he opened up the scriptures to them and their hearts burned while they listened to him, revealing these things to him. And then all of a sudden, he's translated. He just disappears. So he was showing them all these things in the scriptures in the Old Testament, in the Torah, that we're talking about, we're pointing to Yeshua the Messiah. And that's what these verses are also doing right here in Psalm 40, verse 7. 
Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me, Yeshua. Verse 8, I delight to do your will, O my God. Yes, your Torah is within my heart. Certainly that's talking about Yeshua, but it's an application for you and for me as well. Because if we are truly born again, God takes the heart of stone out of our heart and he gives us a heart of flesh. And he begins to write his word, his Torah, upon our heart. And that's our heart as well. I delight to do your will, O Lord. Yes, your Torah is within my heart. So let that be our prayer today. Father, write your word upon our heart and may we live it out and walk it out, do it, and apply it to our lives in tangible, practical ways. May Yeshua's light and Yeshua's love shine brightly in us and through us. In Yeshua's name, Amen. Have a blessed day and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Adonai The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.